Well, hello there, Central Virginia, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man. Brother Craig sitting in for the very famous Lee brothers. Uh, these are really, really famous brothers that uh, they go way, way back in American history. I think they're related to uh, Robert E. Lee, uh, Harry Lighthorse Lee. Yeah, they go way back. And, uh, hey, these brothers, they rock it and they roll it. Uh, but they're out taking a little Thanksgiving R&R today. And so uh, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, I get the very, very distinct honor and privilege of sitting in for the Brothers Lee. And, uh, hey, we're going to open the phone lines up kind of early today, uh, Thanksgiving uh, Holy Day weekend. And, uh, yeah, I, I like the word holy. Day, like same thing with Christmas, Christmas. You know, it's not Merry Xmas. It's uh, not Happy Holidays. Uh, it's it's Merry Christmas or Merry Christmas to me. I have a very blessed Christmas, and so we we're getting the uh, Christmas season uh, started right behind Thanksgiving. You know. And uh, the blessings of this uh, great nation, the liberties we have. I mean, even the freedom you have to listen to the Lee brothers or the hatchet man. Do uh, You know, in a lot of places on this planet, people are not free to listen to guys like us or gals like us. OK, uh, they just are not free. And we just sort of take it for granted. And uh, but. You know, that's just kind of how it goes. Uh, you know, strong, dedicated men and women risk. Uh, they risk life. They risk limb. They risk their fortunes to uh, make uh, freedom and prosperity possible. Uh, and then, of course, the uh, succeeding generations come along and forget the sacrifices that made that possible and kind of take it for granted. And then another generation comes along, takes it even more for granted. <laughs> And, uh, and, and and to the point where corruption and entitlement attitudes, you know, like I'm entitled to this. They don't realize that their grandparents uh, quite often gave their lives for it. And uh, but they see it as an entitlement. And so it's sort of a cycle that repeats itself. And so it just kind of from time to time, it gets a little bit ugly. And uh, so here we are again. And you know, of course, there are a lot of folks uh, screaming and whining uh, about the times in which we live. And, oh, it's never been this bad. It's never been this bad. And, folks, it gets this bad right around every four generations. So it's really on time. It's just like, you know, a clock should ring and it should go ding, ding. You know, it's here again. And, um, you know, four generations from now, it'll be back again. You know, if uh, if freedom prevails, uh, this go round, and if we are continuing to be able to celebrate things like Thanksgiving and to thank God, okay, if we're still able to celebrate things like Christmas and to put uh, the birth of Christ into the meaning of Christmas, if we're still able to do that for the succeeding generations, then, um, hey, it's, it's going to take you and me uh, doing our part at this particular rendezvous with destiny, uh, you know, the same way our grandparents did in uh, World War II in the same way that their great-grandparents did in the Civil War in the same way that their great-grandparents did in the Revolutionary War. And we could go back and back ad infinitum. And, uh, and we could play it forward ad infinitum, you know, because uh, our, like it or not, folks, our... Great grandchildren, they are going to repeat what we are going through right now. And so 
But anyway, it's um, it's it's still the uh, Thanksgiving uh, holiday weekend here, Friday, the day after the official Thanksgiving. Uh, the number here, 804-454-1366, if you would like to chime in. Uh, later on in the program, uh, we have had uh, some fantastic guests lined up uh, because I'm such a blessed man. I have a wonderful, wonderful wife named, I, I just, I lovingly refer to her as Mrs. Hatchet, okay? And, and you know, the funny thing about Mrs. Hatchet is when when, when people meet Mrs. Hatchet in person, they're like, oh, she's so sweet. Why do you call her Mrs. Hatchet? Well, because I'm the Hatchet Man, okay? <laughs> and uh, although she does run a tight ship now, I'll tell you that, but see, that tight ship, that's just to, to keep Keep me in line. <laughs> oh, Maximus agrees. <laughs> yeah, Maximus the Hatchet Hound, he's with me, and he's in agreement with Mama that, um, yeah, Mrs. Hatchet is called Mrs. Hatchet because she has to keep the Hatchet Man in line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And that joker, he's just laid out in the floor. I mean, Ma- Maximus lives the life of Riley, okay? So he heard his name. Now he, the joker wants to know where his treat is, okay? And so I think, Maximus, you're going to have to do a trick to get your treat because we do not have an EBT dog. <laughs> yeah, so. But anyway, Mrs. Hatchet has uh, lined up a couple of fantastic guests uh, for us to feature here uh, as I sit in for the Lee Brothers. And uh, we have at the bottom of the first hour here, we're going to have David Horowitz uh, join us at 3.30. So you guys are really, really, uh, you're going to want to stick around for David Horowitz. You talk about an onion toter, okay? This guy hits it. He hits it hard. He hits it consistently. And he's been hitting it for quite a number of years. As a matter of fact, we've been really honored and blessed to have David as a guest on The Really Real Deal, I would guess at least seven or eight times over the years. He's like in our in the top three or four guests out of the several, several, probably five or six hundred guests that we've had over the years. And, and by the way, you know, this month is my 11th year as a radio broadcaster. And so, you know, we're closing out 10 years and starting 11 and the uh, and the great thing is that in our eleventh year we will be back doing uh, f- uh, five days a week. Okay, so uh, many of you may know that Michael Savage, uh, which would Monday through Thursday, is in this time slot in Central Virginia. Okay, uh, Michael Savage in, in Central Virginia is on from three to six. Of course, Lee Brothers here every Friday three to six. But uh, Monday through Thursdays, beginning January 1, uh, Michael Savage will be on from 3 to 4. And your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, will be on from 4 to 6, okay? And, uh, and hey, I'm really going to be looking forward to that. Um, you know, I had the privilege of doing the afternoon drive uh, a few years ago, and it was really, really great being able to do that and to share with the audience on a daily basis. So uh, Mrs. Hatchet and I and Maximus, <laughs> we're, we're looking very much forward uh, to be, being able to do that again. And, um, you know, and we also we will be in a few other markets, but, uh, you know, my understanding is that everything's not written in stone yet. So uh, we'll just see 
how many of these other markets uh, we will be able to uh, fill in or, or take the place of Michael Savage, okay? So looking forward to that. And then in our 430 hour, we're going to have uh, Michael Herson, and uh, this will be his second visit with us. We had a great visit with him uh, last time he joined us. But um, And then uh, in the 5 o'clock hour, my sweet daughter Fatima will be sharing her book. She's written her very first book titled One Nation. And uh, we've already had her uh, being interviewed, but she's just back from the Miami Book Fair promoting her book. And so I want to get an update from her to see how the book is doing. So anyway, we're going to take a quick break now. And when we come back, we'll open the phone lines up at 804-454-1366. 804-454-1366. And now, just in case there are some uh, new people out there that, um, you know, I always have to be aware of this whenever I'm guest hosting for someone, uh, that perhaps there are folks that do not know uh, who this guy uh, who calls himself the Hatchet Man is, okay? <laughs> and uh, now, but I actually, I call myself Brother Craig, okay? Because if you love the Lord, if you love this nation, if you love freedom, if you love uh, what I call on on my website, the really real deal.com, what I call it uh, there are the seven C's of a successful society. And if, if, if you love these things, then I'm your brother, okay? Now, if you do not love these things, then I'm the hatchet man, okay? And it just may be hatchetation time. So you call, you, <laughs> yeah, you tell them, Maximus. <laughs> it just, um, it just it just might be. So feel free to call, but I'm letting you know now. You call up at your own risk. The number is 804-454-1366. And now, now if you're wondering about these seven C's uh, of a successful society, uh, as I outline on, on our website, thereallyrealdeal.com. That's the name of my radio program, by the way, which which I'm I'm currently heard every Saturday morning, 10 to noon, and uh and every Sunday morning, 9 to noon. Uh, Anyway, these seven C's, they start with Christian faith. Of course, without Christian faith, you could not have the other six C's of the successful society. But you have Christian faith, you have conservative values, uh, and you know, and, and I, I get the feeling that there are a lot of people that call themselves conservatives that do not know what conservatism is. Now, I know there are a lot of people that hate conservatives or uh, they articulate hatred or dislike for conservatives and conservatism. I know for a fact that many, many of them do not know what conservatism is, okay? They've been spoon-fed uh, from the enemies of conservatism uh, what 
they would like you to believe that conservatism is. But conservatism is simply you're conserving an idea. Okay, you're not conserving, uh, you're not conserving uh, the horse and buggy or the Model T or or um, uh, what's that Morse code they used to use with the um, with the tap 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 before the telephone. <laughs> um, Telegraph, yeah, you, you're not you're not conserving old technology, but this is they want you to think that you know we 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 conservatives would be happy to have a black and white TV or you know maybe to communicate with smoke signals or, or drums or, or whatever, but uh, no 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 that's that's a conservative does not want to preserve old times. A conservative wants to conserve the idea upon which this nation was founded, which is simply that. My freedom, your freedom, because remember now, there are many nations, many places on the earth that you would not be free to listen to this radio broadcast, nor would I be free to make this radio broadcast, okay? So, you know, this is not the natural state of humanity, although it's, it's, we take it for granted as natural in the United States. But uh, most of the world, this is totally, totally unnatural. But anyway... The, the, the freedom is a gift from God, not uh, a gift from the government, okay? And so the, uh, our Declaration of Independence states that the uh, freedom was a—the the, the purpose of government was to defend these freedoms, not to grant them, okay? To protect freedom, uh, to protect it from those that would take it from you and that would say, no, your freedom is not what God— gives gives you, uh, you know, they, and they would say they would add to that because there is no God. And so it's no it's no coincidence that all of these uh, repressive regimes throughout history, uh, they've all been anti-Christianity. OK, all of them. They are either atheist regimes or they are Islamic regimes, one or the other. OK, every last one of them. And so. This is what we're conserving, that we're just conserving that idea of freedom. And so when people come and these different uh, schemes and guises that they have to take your freedom from you, you know, in communism, they take it from you directly with a gun. In socialism, they take it from you by manipulating you to, to vote for uh, your own slavery and servitude, okay? So— you know, you you have this this group that I call the coalition of evil, okay? And this is this is communist. This is serious stuff, folks. You know, I might sound I'm just trying to be a little lighthearted because it's a holiday weekend, but you know, it's it's a tough thing to do. Don't try this at home. Talk about tough stuff and be lighthearted at the same time. But you know, this coalition of evil. Uh, these are people that want to say that your freedom is what they say it is, okay? And so uh, now when I say the Democrat Party wants your freedom to be whatever they say it is, okay, just like communists, just like socialists, just like atheists, just like uh, the Muslim fundamentalist nations, uh, you know, before you jump all over me, check your facts and give it a little thought, and then call up, okay? But anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll finish out those seven C's of a successful society. Well, 
Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee, and uh, so happy to be able to do so. And, uh, yeah, what I was sharing with you before that break, uh, these seven C's of a successful society that you could find on my website, The Really Real Deal, uh, you know, Christian faith, conservative values, constitutional limits, capitalistic opportunities, confrontation with evil, okay? Something that uh, many Republicans, Christians, and um, conservatives uh, have an aversion to, confrontation with evil. Choice in all things, okay? And consistency in application of law. Uh, When's the last time you've seen the law applied uh, consistently? Uh, You know, you look at how Trump is treated versus how Obama was treated or or the Clintons, okay, uh, both of whom were embroiled and uh, have their fingerprints all over the uh, uranium transferred, uh, 20% of America's uranium capacity, which is, uh, and in case you didn't know, folks, that's what nuclear weapons are made with, okay? Uh, 20% of America's uranium capacity transferred from the United States to Russia, and these people have the gall, the gall, to orchestrate a phony witch hunt against Donald Trump to say Donald Trump colluded with Russia when Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton openly colluded with Russia and the mainstream media said nothing about it. You could hear Barack Obama on a hot mic. He's sitting on a stage with Medvedev and he's overheard the microphone is in the chair uh, beside them. And the two of them did not know the microphone was on. And you can actually hear, you can hear this for yourself, okay? You don't need Robert Mueller to cook it up. It's right there, okay? And, um, you know, so there, there is no consistency. Uh, so it requires uh, self-thought, self-analysis. Uh, it, it requires alternative media uh, because the mainstream media has chosen sides in this uh, most recent rendezvous with destiny, this battle, this American civil war. And this is exactly uh, where we are. And as a matter of fact, uh, when we come back, we're going to have our guest, uh, David Horowitz, and we're going to break it down a little bit for you. So stay tuned. David Horowitz coming up on the other side of the news break. Back to the program, Central Virginia, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here as I sit in for the Lee brothers, Scott and Richard Lee. And as promised, folks, we have a fantastic guest uh, coming up for you. We have a very, very good friend of this program, uh, David Horowitz. Uh, We've been so honored, blessed and privileged to be able to interview David. Uh, I think he's in the top three of all-time interviews uh, on our program, seven, eight, maybe nine or ten times. I don't know. I lose track. David, how you doing, brother? Production. Uh, yeah. Are you there, David? Can you hear me? 
Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay, great, great. And man, look, it's it, it as always when I when I Google you to pull you up on the computer, you know, I there's like six or seven entries that the wicked folks at Google have entered that are uh, lies anti David Horowitz. Before I finally get to the David Horowitz Freedom Center. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And this they is to do something about Google. Yeah, this is well, you know, what I don't what I get upset is it's like if the uh if you go to the zoo and the alligator gets loose and bites someone, do you get mad at the alligator or do you get mad at the zookeeper? And you know, and on our side we spend so much money with uh political pundits that we don't spend the money, the time and the intellectual energy uh like the left does. To overtake institutions, uh, and this is my message well, to, to folks. Oh, well, I always say that uh, the difference between conservatives and leftists, in which I include the entire Democratic Party, yes, is that conservatives have realized, and they're, they're builders, and the left is destroyers. Yes, and so that's all I, they think about is ways to. To destroy you. Right. And, and, I, and then we've gotten to a point, and this is worse than I ever remember it being, where they just, they lie, they don't even make an effort to yeah. substantiate the lie. They just lie. The mask they is off. They just call you names. Yeah, they just call you names that, that are designed to stigmatize you and make people turn on, turn away from you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, without any regard for who you actually are or what you actually said. Yeah. Now, you would be familiar with Nehemiah in the in the uh, Old Testament, right? Yeah, but I'm unsure of the reference. Go well, ahead. Nehemiah was the prophet who was saddened at the uh, walls around the holy city of Jerusalem had been destroyed, and he sought to go and rebuild the walls. And so all of the workmen that were rebuilding the walls, they had a work tool in one hand and a weapon in the other. So they had to be builders and fighters. And this is, and you're right in your analysis of Republicans, conservatives, Christians, we, we tend to want to do the right thing. And so therefore we are builders and the other side, they are destructive, but we have to defend and build. Yeah. Um, and and it's, so it's biblical. And they're out to destroy the country. Yeah, it's biblical. Speaking of which, I have a new book coming out. It'll be out in February. Oh, cool. It's, it's called Dark Agenda, The War to Destroy Christian America. And the reason the left wants to destroy Christianity is because America is America's core principles, pluralism, equality, um, all are products of the Protestant Reformation. Yes. The country was settled by Protestants, 98% of the settlers, mm -hmm. and it couldn't have been created by any other group. Right, right. You're so right, and um, you, you, without Christian faith, you can't have all these other freedoms. And, folks, you got to get that book because I hadn't even gotten to. David's resume is so long. <laughs> the, the Black Book of the American yeah. Left. I mean, discoverthenetworks.org. Uh, he's Jihad Watch. I mean, 
this man is all over the place. So tell, give the for those now, my many in my audience, and I'm sitting in for the Lee brothers and in their audience. Many of them are going to be familiar with you, David. But uh, for for in case we have some new folks, just give a little bit of. Uh, well, I was brought up like like Barack Obama. I was brought up like communists. Um, the difference between us is that I left a movement that I realized uh, mm-hmm. eventually was evil. And anybody who's been in the left and doesn't denounce it, um, you know, is still in it. Right. And so that's true of Obama and, and Valerie Jarrett and all the people around him. Mm-hmm. They're, kind, they're basically communists, but, you know... Conservatives weren't paying attention for you know. Conservatives give people the benefit of the doubt; they don't like to right. think badly of them. We judge others and as we judge that's ourselves. Why all these communists pretend to be liberals. Angela Davis, the New York Times calls Angela Davis a liberal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah, I call them the coalition of evil: the the neoliberals, the communists, the socialists, the fascists, the atheists. And, yeah. and the, the Muslim con- fascism in America is them. Yeah, they are the fascists. They call us fascists, but they are for Shia is uh, like the facial board on a house. It's a stick. And who uses the stick? We use the carrot. They use the stick. Yeah, well, we got to change that a little bit. Yeah. Um, we have to get get tougher. Well, that's why we're, Trump we're is president. <laughs> exactly, but he can't do it alone. This is true. He can't do it alone. Yeah, he can't do it alone. Now, you have a new article out, uh, David, uh, and you talk about the top 10 uh, universities uh, or university leaders who are supporters of terror. And seeing many people, they don't they don't get it, and particularly people whose child is the first time in their family that went to college. They're so happy that their child is climbing the next rung up the ladder that they well, just happily okay send them off. That's okay if they're studying engineering or biology. Right. But if they're studying political science or sociology, it's all different, or let alone gender studies. Mm. Um, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Um, what I mean by that is that there's an organization First of all, terrorists, terrorism is is violence and intimidation in the service of a political agenda. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not just it's not violence that you're criminal, you know, you're stealing or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so every terrorist organization has to have a political arm. And in the United States, uh, one of the political arms of a terrorist organization that the one that rules the Gaza Strip, Hamas, mm-hmm. um, which is a party that's sworn to exterminate the Jews and destroy America mm-hmm. in their charter. Yeah, who they call um, the little Satan, and they call America the big Satan. That's exactly right. Anyway, that group, Hamas, created an organization called Students for Justice in Palestine. It's on every major a college campus in America, yeah. all the premier colleges, including my, yeah, my alma mater included. What's that? Uh, Virginia yeah. Commonwealth yeah. University. Yeah, it's they're all over, and they're funded by Hamas, 
and their all their political activities are to defend Hamas terrorism and pretend that it's uh, the people, for example, in Gaza are fighting an illegal occupation, which is all baloney. I mean, it's just a genocidal lie, and Israel was actually created on territory that belonged to the Turks for 400 years before Israel was created. Mm-hmm. And the Turks lost that territory because they were on the losing side in the First World War. Mm-hmm. So, it's a, and just the idea that there are Palestinians is another lie. Yeah. There yeah. never was a Palestine. It's not a nationality. It's a geographical location in Palestine. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not an Arab word. Even it's Roman. The Romans gave that name to the land that the Jews. That was the Jews, Judea and Samaria. Yeah, as a jibe at them, them to punish them for revolting against the uh, Romans. Right. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Arabs or where they've been around for another five, six hundred years. Yeah. So all these. For justice in Palestine, as they spread lies that are designed to delegitimize the Jewish state, mm-hmm. make people hate Jews, Jews still stole the Arabs' land. It's mm-hmm. Garbage. Yeah. Uh, and the universities fund them. Mm-hmm. And Hamas funds them, the terrorist organization, and the universities give them more funds, but they give them offices. And when I organize demonstrations against them, they, the college administrators denounced me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Columbia has just set up a center for Palestine studies. Yeah, now how's your time How's your time looking, David? Can you hold over for a break? I can take one break, sure. Okay, great. All right, folks, if you're just joining us, we have David Horowitz of the David Horowitz Freedom Center. We're going to take a quick break. This is Brother Craig sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. Come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee as we listen to a little bit of the smooth, velvety voice of uh, Nat King Cole with an all-time Christmas classic. And, uh, and of course, we have our fantastic guest, uh, David Horowitz, uh, who was so kind and gracious enough to stay over uh, for the break. And um, I tell you, David, I love having you on, man, because, you know, I call my program Man's World Radio. And when David Horowitz shows up, he's toting a set of onions, not a set of blueberries. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> man, we need more. We need more soldiers like you, man. Well, we got some young people who are pretty, pretty aggressive, like uh, Candace Owens. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy with the younger generation of conservatives. Yeah. Younger generations are too nice. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Too too polite. You know, too willing to give the other side the benefit of the doubt when they don't deserve it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, wasn't Donald Trump a godsend to this nation? I mean, oh yeah, this country is almost over. I will tell you, it would have been if Trump had been lost. Yeah. Yeah. And all the real idea that Hillary is not indicted and in jail. I mean, and while these Democrats are, you know, they're going after uh, I forget his name to do temporary uh, into a attorney general. They they do all this garbage stuff. Yeah, want him but, to recuse like they. Not one of them who has any credibility mm-hmm. because it's so obvious that Hillary, you know, broke the law and did so defiantly. Real collusion. And that the Democrats created this. Yeah, this. Russia hoax. Yeah. I don't think any, any sane person could doubt that. Who's not blinded by partisan passions. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing, David, is that there are, uh, you know, there are people like you and I who obviously we get it. Then there are uh, enemies who want to destroy America as the place where freedom is a yeah. gift from God, but it's a dictate from government that they are never going to come with us. But the the vast the vast middle like, yeah they're the heads of our intelligence the right. security agencies this jerk Kobe who also should be in jail he you should see what he said today he's against he doesn't want to testify at a private hearing because he's tired of leaks mm-hmm. from private the this number one leaker leak classified documents to the press to get at Trump. I mean, this just—he's uh, a bad taste in your mouth. Just watching. But see, David, this is this is the evil genius of the Democrat Party. Now, why did not why did not a Republican come back when he said that and and just blister him with truth? Yeah, why did, why did they leave it to guys problem. like you and I to do? That's right. There's no Lindsey Graham moments here, but this is true. The true was. When Obama, against the advice of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and his Democrat Secretary of Defense, Panetta, pulled America totally out of Iraq, he betrayed every American who gave their life and every Iraqi who gave their life to keep Iraq out of the hands of the terrorists and the Iranians. Mm. Now, one Republican said, "This this is treason. Yeah. This is this is uh, disgusting what Obama did, or when he made Iran supporting Iran, bolstering it, going these phony deals, giving them hundreds of billions of dollars. Yeah. The Iranians have killed thousands of Americans, mm-hmm. and they their leaders chant death to America. I mean, if Franklin Roosevelt came a path to nuclear weapons to Hitler, the way Obama did to Iran, what would we call Roosevelt? Oh, yeah, a traitor. A traitor. But there wasn't that one Republican with the cojones to do that. Yeah, yeah. They're scared of this phony charge of racism, and until we defeat this uh, phony... Well, of course, he's a protected species, but, you know, yeah. it's, it's true with the, this, all this identity politics, which is victim-mongering, and um, all of it makes... makes well, it makes left-wing women immune to attack. Mm-hmm. And Christine Ford is a liar. She's a proven liar. She said she couldn't come to Washington to testify 
because she's afraid of flying, and then it's revealed she's flown all over the South Pacific. Yes. She said she had claustrophobia from the trauma of this imaginary incident. Um, <laughs> when she was six, uh, when she was 15 so years she had old. She two front doors. She built the second front door. Then it's revealed that second front door was because she needed a rental unit. She needed some more income. She said, you bald-faced liar. Now why Republicans say you lied about this and that? Mm-hmm. Why should we believe you about anything? Yeah. In fact, not one Republican had the spine to cross-examine her. Yeah. They gave it to this woman who threw her all the softy questions. Yeah. But still came to the conclusion that there was no evidence yeah. to back up her story. How could they even let her testify, yeah. the Republicans? Yeah, it's, the it's ugly. Place, but she wanted to destroy Kavanaugh and not come forward. I mean, come on. How heinous is that? Very. How un-American. Yeah, yeah. You know, now, listen, David. A man's life and not be willing to confront him. Yeah. Now, listen, David. It, yeah. It's been great having you, but I need you to tell folks how they can get a hold of you and uh, your wonderful folks. This man has the most extensive library of wisdom and and, and how to fight that then you're going to find. Please, David, tell folks how to get All in touch with you. All of my websites are available at Front Page Bank or Front Page Magazine, but you can just do frontpagemag.com. Um, I also have a website at the Black Book of the American Left, which has all my writings. Yeah, and that's um, and everyone. My new book is already up on Amazon. You won't be able to get it for a couple of months, but you could look at uh, look at it. Defending Christianity against the atheist. Uh, well, God bless you, David. Left. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank, thank you. Okay. Bye now. Well, all right, folks, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. We're going to take a really, really quick break here for the top of the hour news, folks, and uh, please enjoy this beautiful, beautiful uh, version of Oh, Holy Night by Josh Groban. This is your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. In sin and error pining Till he appeared And the soul felt its worth A thrill of hope The weary world rejoices for you Back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. Second hour of today's program. We had a fantastic interview there uh, with a very, very good friend of my program, The Real Real Deal, uh, David Horowitz. I want to say thank you to David, uh, tr- a true Really Real Deal onion toting uh, guest. And uh, hey, if you'd like to call in, the number is 804 454 1366. We have the next 30 minutes to ourselves uh, before we have 
Our next guest at the bottom of our second hour, James Herson, uh, will be joining us. And uh, he's uh, written something about uh, how the left uh, lacks a sense of humor. <laughs> and, uh, you know, certainly when it's uh, directed their way, they do. Uh, as a matter of fact, when they direct it at us, it's really not even funny. It's just mean, okay? Uh, speaking of mean, uh, well, I don't know whether you tell me, folks, it, is this mean or is this stupid? This is Barack Hussein Obama. Roll the tape. The reason we don't do it is because we are still confused, blind, shrouded with hate, anger, racism, mommy issues. Yeah, I mean, and now, yeah, I, I mean, what what's the I, it I, he's talking about? Global warming. We, we, we are, we are. <laughs> Folks, it's cold out there. Yeah. I want some global warming, okay? If, I mean, could we just uh, pay someone uh, out of the, um, the swamp, uh, the, what, what's that, the swamp slush fund? Could we just pay someone to increase the global temperature? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's like it's great for agriculture. And as a matter of fact, all that carbon dioxide that the Democrats lie through their teeth that they say is bad for the environment. You, you know what uh, corn and tomatoes and, and, and watermelon and cantaloupe and squash, you know what they think of that, uh, that carbon dioxide that they say is so bad? To them, that's plant food. Okay, you can't. I mean, the the truth of exposing most Democrat lies you learn in middle school. Okay, yeah, you can. As a matter of fact, any of you that have uh, children in middle school, thumb through that child's science book. Okay, middle school now, go through their science book, Earth, their Earth science book. I guarantee you, I remember this, folks. I guarantee, I don't know what grade it was, although I do know that a lot of things in, you know, in middle school and high school, they just repeat. You just learn it over and over again, okay? And uh, But I do remember this, uh, this, this cycle that they taught you, just like, you know, rains down, evaporates up. You know, they have this cycle of oxygen intake by humans and animals, you know, mammals, and uh, carbon dioxide output, and then the plants, the bushes, the fruit trees, the you know your your regular trees, your your crops, they suck in this same carbon dioxide and they give off oxygen, and it's just a a um, a a, a complementary cycle. One benefits the other, and one cannot exist without the other, and so. What happened in the uh, Middle Ages when you had uh, a warming period was Greenland, which is pretty cold in Greenland right now. But you ever think, you know, wow, why is this place on the map that's covered with snow right now? Why is this called Greenland? Because back then it was green. Okay, and so that's why, and and so you had a you had a warming period. But now, if you'd like to comment on that, the number here is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. But now that's the common sense solution to this silliness that Barack Obama was just spouting. And so, but my question to the audience is, you know. Are these, you know, let's not just say uh, Barack Obama himself, but just, you know, Democrat leadership in, in, in general. Are they stupid or are they mean? Are they wicked? In, in other words, 
do they know what they're doing and saying, or are they, you know, to, to quote Barack Obama, confused, okay? And we're going to welcome Chief Joe from Williamsburg. Chief Joe, thank you for calling. Brother Craig here. Hey, uh, belated <laughs> happy Thanksgiving, and I hope God blessed you well yesterday as yes. he continues his blessings yes. throughout the year. Thank you so much. I, my cup truly does runneth over. Uh, as does mine. I don't deserve what I have. I truly, truly hey, don't. Hey, um, join the club, brother. I'm, you know, I'm all, every day I'm better than I deserve. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So what's on now, your mind? Here, yeah, the discussion of uh, the ecology and things of this nature and where it runs into science. I'm currently taking online classes at Liberty University, and one of the discussion topics was, do we outsource our faith in one of the discussion boards? Outsourcing our faith. Do we use secularism to try to buffer the scriptures? Well, I turned around and I said, no, I use the scriptures to, as a measure of this proof of science, man's science. Yes. If it doesn't jive with what's coming out of scripture, and I remind people, and it's, it's really got a bunch of people stirred up and thinking, and I'm not, again, I don't claim exclusivity. This wasn't my idea. It was brought to me. Moses, a man who was trained in the Egyptian courts, and understood science in the realm of the Egyptian knowledge at the time, which was the apex of civilization at that point. Mm-hmm. He, he, after he came out and was inspired by God, came up with the what we eventually now understand when God, he wrote Genesis. And in the first chapter, explaining how God, he got it right 5,000 years before science did, mm-hmm. man science. So yeah. move fast, fast forward to today. I deal with people with the, uh, climate science and even now. They are, these secular humanists are so absolutely dedicated to their religion of secular humanism and, and atheism that they are actively conflicted against the second law of thermodynamics because entropy, which means everything is moving towards a state of equilibrium. In other words, if you don't have an input, everything do, tends to go towards chaos, all right? Right. Without an input, without an input of some type of energy, you go, go to chaos. They're saying that that chaos is controlled on the way down, spontaneously controlled. Therefore, evolution can come up. Macroevolution can therefore spontaneously occur going up. And yet... So they want to negate God in all of this to say it happens spontaneously. So, you know, it's like I had an atheist caller to my program once who who talked about the Big Bang, and, and I just simply shut him down with one question. Who lit the fuse? Exactly, and it's exactly. Whenever you hear the term spontaneous, right. you look at that, that you move to the scientist, the so-called scientist, and said, okay, then what created the spontaneity? Right. Have you ever observed this spontaneity? And it moves forward to what pre- pre- uh, former President Obama said about climate change and everything like that. The climate change happens every day. When the sun rises, the sun sets, okay, as the seasons yeah. change. God has ordered this occurrence, okay? Mm-hmm. As it goes with the solar cycles and things of this nature, you still have yet to prove that our activities are a direct relationship to any adverse and, change in the climate. And, and further, Chief Joe, all these scientists that these the new crop of scientists like to cite, every last one of these scientists upon which our modern study of science is based, these were Christians, and so they read the scripture and, and they read in the Bible how the, the planets are, quote unquote, hung and how you have the, they describe the jet stream. I forget which book of the Bible the jet stream is described, which was in, uh, discovered by man in 1974, the sub-ocean jet stream. 
it, it just goes along with the lines. And again, yeah. whatever you have, uh, like uh, yeah. as I said in my yeah. discussion board, yeah. you have to show me 30, where it says it in the scripture. Thirty seconds. Wrap it up, brother. Uh, that's it, brother. I have nothing else to say. I just oh. uh, people put, put put it before God before you put it before man. Thank you. God bless you. Take care, brother. All bye. right. Bye now. Well, all right. Brother Craig, the hatchet man, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. The number, if you'd like to call, 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. Yeah, I, I think I was a thug. <laughs> You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, uh, brother Craig. That was, hey, I've been telling you, uh, folks, uh, Mark is brilliant uh, operating the board here. He's just, you know, a little clip of Barack Obama talking about how he himself personally was a thug. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I was a thug. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think you still are a thug, okay? <laughs> and uh, talking about was a thug. <laughs> anyway, uh, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee here on the Lee Brothers radio program. And um, and again, always an, an honor and a privilege to be here. Uh, if you'd like to call, the number is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And uh, starting in January, this particular time slot, uh, I will occupy this uh, time slot Monday through Thursday, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. as the uh, Michael Savage show, which is currently heard uh, from uh, Monday through Thursday uh, three to six, uh, Michael Savage will go down to uh, one hour uh, per day uh, nationally, and then uh, in I, I'm not I can't say how many other markets because we're working on them, but in the uh, Central Virginia market, uh, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man will bring you the really real deal uh, from four to six p.m. Monday through Thursday. Looking very much forward uh, to that, and uh, now. That this 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 little clip of uh, Obama that we were playing earlier, you know these these people they inject racism and mendacity into everything. You know it's never they never ever can say well you know Republicans policies don't jive with science. They have to say well they oppose uh, our ideas on confiscating more of the world's wealth and, and put it in our hands so we can fix the climate. Uh, you know, and the Republicans oppose that because they don't understand uh, how brilliant we are and, and what great scientists we are. They have to say Republicans oppose it because, you know, they're mean and they're racist. You know, as though this big change in the weather is only going to strike black neighborhoods. Okay, or poor countries. It's it's not going to strike all of humanity. It's just going to strike the poor. And so Republicans want the poor to die, of course. And well, if we analyze historically, uh, where is there the most? Let's just take the United States of America for example. Where is there the highest degree of theft, death, and destruction? Which is what the Bible says Satan wants to uh, unleash on humanity. You know, he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And so where does this happen? In areas of the nation that are controlled by 
uh, Democrats or areas of the nation that are controlled by Republicans. And it's it's a real simple equation. And even Democrats know the truth of the matter. It's just that they these people are lying to the average Democrat who believes the tripe that the uh, these Democrat leaders are somehow they're they're kind, they're brave, they're brilliant, they care more about uh, you, the little guy, than they do about themselves. I mean, my gosh, they're even willing to tax themselves more, which is just a total a total lie. Okay, because these billionaires and you know, and this 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 crock that they sell that the Democrats uh, are the nice guys and the Republicans are the mean guys and the Democrats look out for the little guy and the Republicans look out for the rich. I mean, again, if folks would just do a, a very, very modest amount of self-research, okay, and you will find that most billionaires support Democrats, okay, and they don't do it because they are nicer than the other billionaires. They do it because... They are members of the swamp, and they they personally benefit. Okay, I mean, take um, Bill Gates for example. All right, he gives away all this money, and he has a lot of ideas about how education should be done. But his idea of education in the future is very very dependent on his company, Microsoft, okay, because they're planning to be the one that sells the government all the technology to be able to pull off what his plan is that he says is a very, very altruistic thing to do, okay? But, and another thing that Democrats do, I'm talking about Democrat billionaires, by the way, uh, not you out there, Ma and Pa Democrat, just the billionaires, okay? By Publicly saying these things, irrespective of what the truth is, but by publicly saying these things, it gives them a type of insurance uh, so that you won't uh, aim your hatred at them. Okay, but many, many billionaires are made. uh, Take uh, Virginia Senator Mark Warner, not quite yet a billionaire, but he's working on it real hard, folks. He's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Now, did did Mark Warner invent something? Did Mark Warner build a bunch of skyscrapers for businesses and people to live in? Uh, No, Mark Warner got rich off of a crony government hookup where he got ownership of a lot of cell phone licenses. And so he's basically a legal crook, okay? And so the, the, this, this, this whole global warming thing is just an extension of that. It's a way to suck money from you. And they say with their lips, we're going to fix the ecology. Uh, we're going to fix the weather. And these people can't predict the weather or what's going to happen next week, but they can predict what's going to happen 50 years from now. Give me a break. We're going to take a quick break <laughs> and we'll be right back. Man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee as we listen to a little bit of Angels 
have we heard on high, and it is getting to be uh, that very, very special, uh, warm, wonderful, and and holy uh, time of year. And um, hey, it's great being here sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee, and it's great having you all out there as well. And uh, we're right up here against the bottom of the hour news break. We're going to have James Herson on the other side of the uh, bottom of the hour break uh, who will be joining us. And uh, but I would like to remind you all that uh, coming up uh, January, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man will be sitting in uh, oh, not sitting in. Let me, let me take that back. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man will be replacing uh, Michael Savage. Tune in. I invite you all, go to my website, thereallyrealdeal.com, and I invite you all also to come to our annual fundraiser, uh, which will be at my office at the Virginia Christian Alliance building at 8659 Staples Mill Road. And that is uh, Saturday December 15th, okay? And as of, as of right now, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to broadcast the program live from our office or if I'm going to broadcast from the studio here and, and then travel to the office. But we really, really, we cordially and warmly invite you all uh, to come out, okay? And uh, that'll be from 10 to 2, okay? 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., uh, anyway, we're going to take our bottom of the hour news break, and when we come back, we'll have James Herson. A set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. Hatchet Man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here as I sit in for Scott and Richard Lee as we listen to a little bit of the really, really beautiful voice of Mariah Carey, I believe that is, uh, singing 
of course, Silent Night, Holy Night. And um, hey, welcome back to the program and welcome back uh, to James Herson. Uh, I've been uh, honored and privileged to uh, interview James Herson on my own program, The Really Real Deal, with Brother Craig the Hatchet Man. And uh, hey, James Herson has a little bit of hatchet man in him and uh, certainly uh, an onion toter, as we like to say. And uh, James, thank you so much for taking time to uh, share with our audience today. Well, my pleasure, and happy Thanksgiving to you. Oh, thank you, and uh, you as well. And, uh, you know, and it's, it's great that, um, you know, we have so many people that are new uh, residents in our nation that uh, perhaps don't experience things like Thanksgiving where they come from. And, uh, you know, what type of impact do you think that makes on them to see, you know, this place, the uh, United States of America, and we half the country says we're a bunch of mean, evil, greedy, selfish, uh, racist, homophobes, and, and sexist, but yet and still, we, you know, this is a nation that's so generous, so kind, so uh, reverent of uh, things like Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it, it, it is we are the most generous country in the world, um, uh, both uh, in terms of our government with our tax money is very generous around the world, but more importantly, all of the religious institutions and nonprofits uh, that, that give around the world. As a matter of fact, I got to plug something because you mentioned Mariah Carey. I have a Christmas album out. Oh, great. Uh, under the name JD Symphony. And my website, it's on my website at jamesherson.com. And it's up on iTunes and all the digital outlets. It's called Where Christmas Lives. Oh, um, great. And it's these, like Silent Night, it's these songs that are, because I have a music background. I think I told you that. Yes, yes. I was on the road. So in any case, uh, what I believe, though, when you mention people coming here to the country, we have this, this idea that there is an American culture, that there is, in fact, common ideals that we share as Americans, they're reflected in the foundational principles of our country, right? but they're reflected in the Judeo-Christian principles that, that we built this society on. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, this is what assimilation means. When we talked about the melting pot, we were talking about a single pot. Yes. didn't say melting pots, right. said melting pot. And this is a the analogy that was used is metallurgy, is molten metal forming a a metal that's stronger. Right. So that they, you know, uh, e pluribus unum. Yeah. Uh, out of many, one creed, one culture, one language. Yeah. One I... common uh, goal as a country. And th- this is the problem with, multiculturalism mm-hmm. is because it by definition by definition promotes balkanism it promotes weakness. division yeah and weakness exactly yeah. and 10 and, and it, 10 and um what is it tin and copper which are both soft metals produce brass which is much stronger than both of them are exactly yeah, and that that was the analogy of assimilation, mm-hmm. and uh, what you know we used to say when we were talking about sovereignty and the border in the old days, we say, you know, immigration without assimilation means the death of the nation. Yes, and 
and it happens to be true. It, it, yeah, it, and it's happened before. Lose. Look at Rome. Exactly. Yeah, everyone it, wanted to it, come, but they didn't all want to become Romans, and you have folks in this caravan, they are flying flags of the nations from which they come. Exactly. Yeah. And, not, we, and, and we see it happening before our eyes in England, in Sweden, in Germany. We're seeing places and areas of the country being fundamentally transformed into third world values and third world crime rates yeah and third world diseases mm-hmm. and it and it's uh, this is what happens when people who are internationalists who are globalists who don't believe in nationhood mm-hmm. set out to destroy nationhood which is going on i mean these yeah. car- caravans are not spontaneous they are not organic they're organized. Not, they're organized. And they're organized by international organizations uh, like Nations Without Borders, mm-hmm. which which uh, fund it, and it costs a tremendous amount of money, the logistics, mm-hmm. to, for these vans and buses. And, and you know Democrats amount. are in on this. They know about it. They approve of it. They want it to happen. They, you know, they they make a bet that you know ninety five percent of these people for the first generation, uh, want, if they uh, ever get any type of a legal status, that for the first generation ninety five percent of them are going to vote Democrat. And if they can just bring more and more and more what they did to California, a nation that elected Ronald Reagan twice, Pete Wilson twice, okay, they want to do to Texas. They want to do. Make, you think they've already done it to Arizona? Yeah, but well, it remains to be seen. There's an investigation going on in Maricopa County, but mm-hmm. certainly Arizona, which once and of course I live in California. Yeah, the left, uh, left Cal- coast report. <laughs> they turned California blue, and the left encouraged non-citizens to vote in the last election. And there's yes. a lot of anecdotal evidence that that occurred. Um, California needs to, there needs to be investigations because there are six house seats that flipped in Southern California and all six of them were hairline, um, victories for Democrats that occurred after the election, Mm -hmm. much like happened in Florida, much like happened in Arizona. Yeah. So uh, there's a formula. And tell the folks what happened in those areas where the Democrat congressional candidate won, tell the folks what happened at the gubernatorial level, even though statewide the Democrat governor won, but did not the Republican governor carry certain counties and wasn't even close, but yet and still everyone that ran for Congress in this on the same ticket, the Democrat won. That's right. And if you look at the primary turnouts that occurred, the Republicans turned out in much larger numbers mm-hmm. than the Democrats in the primary. But all of a sudden in the general election, after the polls closed, after, uh, it, in most cases, the Republican was declared the winner, they found mm-hmm. votes. Yeah. And yeah. I put found in quotes. Yeah. And that's, this is, if this, this is a big issue mm-hmm. because this is a dress rehearsal for 2020. Yeah, they're going to steal it. They, they, they plan to, but we have to, if, if people aren't held accountable, they will. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, everyone in this, well, maybe not everyone, but I I would guess, you know, 85, 90 percent of the adults in this nation, we have a little piece of plastic uh, in our wallets and purses and we can go almost anywhere and we can stick that piece of plastic into a machine and that machine will give us cash and they will know exactly where to send the bill for it. Okay. And but yet and still, when it comes to voting, uh, there's this pretense that this this is the best we can do. And with all modern technology, uh, you know, do you agree with that, that this is the best we can do? Well, obviously not. And anything that prevents voter fraud, any sensible ideas such as voter IDs are portrayed in Orwellian fashion. Yeah as, quote, voter suppression, mm-hmm. and which is, which is a lie. Yeah. Um, and, well, look, it, the same Democrats who oppose any kind of ID to vote mm-hmm. want people to give fingerprints, blood, birth certificates, to get a, a gun. pile of documents to buy a gun. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so the Democrats, are, they're willing to regulate. Uh-huh. You know, here in California, they're regulating now- straws. Yeah, Plastic yeah, straws. Now, can you... Right. Now, we, we regulate everything but two things, voters and borders. Yeah, Voters yeah. and borders, they don't want to regulate. Yeah. Now, can you hold on uh, over the sure. break? Okay, great. If you're just joining us, James Herson, folks, of the Left, Left Coast Report and uh, frontpagemag.com, we're going to take a quick break. This is Brother Craig sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. And if you're just joining us, our fantastic guest is James Herson, uh, Left Coast Report. And uh, prior to the break, I mistakenly said he was with Front Page Mag. And that was our previous guest, um, David Horowitz. Okay. Uh, James is with Newsmax.com. Uh, I apologize for that, James. Correct. No problem at all. I love uh, David and Front Page. So yeah. there's no problem. He's yeah. a friend. Yeah, he's a great guy. Onion toter just like you are, my friend. And look, you're <laughs> a real, you're a brave onion toter because you're right there in, in California, man. You're, you're on the front lines. I am. Well, you know, I, I make a living in the entertainment business, um, and I have for a long time. I, I'm an entertainment lawyer. I work with the people in Hollywood who will work with me. Mm-hmm. There are people who will not. Because of my political beliefs, as you know, Hollywood Uh people are really off the rails. And if someone supports the president, they just don't understand that. Yeah. And mainly because they're ill-informed. They don't have time to be informed. They're busy on the set, crying on cue, that sort of thing. And they also, you know, they're involved. Maybe if they get information, they get it from Rachel Maddow or Don (laughs) Don Lamone. Yeah, Don Donna Lamone. <laughs> Don Lamone. Actually, that's uh, Tucker Carlson called him that the other night. I thought that was brilliant. Called him Donna or Don? Don Lamone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was getting ready to say if he called him Donna, then that means Tucker grew some onions. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I wouldn't recommend that Tucker call him Donna. Yeah, they throw they, him they, off the air. Yeah, just yeah, certain yeah, things. Yeah, I think they would. Yeah, yeah, even though... You know, Don Lemon brought it to the audience himself. I mean, he could have just went home to his boyfriend and shut up about it because it's really not my business. 
But you know, exactly. You know, when, exactly. Yeah, when who these, cares? yeah, who cares? But when these people make it an issue, and particularly James, when they get on the side of uh, in the education environment uh, where they want to force this on children and they want to lock up the parent or the preacher that teaches, say, for example, a confused teenager. Here you are just reaching puberty and you declare you want to have a chopadictomy. The dad and the, and the minister can't counsel the son. No, son, uh, you might want to keep that equipment. You know, this, <laughs> this is a passing phase. <laughs> I mean, sure. I, did, yeah. did California ever make that a law? I know they were, uh, at the last I heard, the law was retracted and they were going to rewrite it and present it again uh, where they actually were criminalizing you going to a, um, a teenager who has declared him or herself a, a homosexual and the, the mother, the father, the minister, or any licensed counselor could not counsel this. You're talking about children now. You cannot counsel them against that. Well, they used to have uh, mental health facilities or counseling for people who wished to transition from a homosexual lifestyle to a heterosexual lifestyle. And that has been criminalized and wow. put out of business in California. Uh, there was a nationwide organization. I believe it was called Exodus. Mm-hmm. And and they specialized in this. Um and, you know, I understand the gay community gets really upset about that because the notion that a homosexual lifestyle is elective bothers them. But there is no scientific evidence otherwise. Right. And this is the new reality, what George Orwell warned us about with mm-hmm. Newspeak. When political correctness begins to have an edge to it that inhibits free speech, is when truth cannot be spoken publicly without punishment. Mm-hmm. We are there. Yes, we, we are. We are there. Yes, we and are. And so you can't, scientific truth in the gender madness era is not allowed to be uh, told. Mm-hmm. And, and if it's not criminalized by statute, we have people on campuses who are losing their job. Yeah. We have people um, being sanctioned. We have people in the media, obviously. Oh, yeah. And Hollywood okay. too, yeah. Yes. How well, are we gonna, Hollywood. How are we going to take Hollywood back? You said you are an entertainment attorney. How many states do you practice uh, that type of law in? Well, right now it's mainly uh, in California. I'm licensed to practice in uh, Washington D.C. as well. Mm-hmm. But when you, but it's transactional. So when you're a lawyer and you do transactional law, you can pretty much do it in any state. But the point that you bring up. A pop culture, and you know Andrew Breitbart used to say that politics is downstream from pop culture. Yes, the left controls pop culture for the most part. Mm-hmm. The left controls academia. They control the news media. So the fact that you know ideas like you express as the Hatchet Man, ideas like I express, actually take root, and that we actually have people in this country who are still enlisting in the military, who are still voting for Republicans and supporting the president, that is a freaking miracle. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. So yeah, I really believe it is. It's part of an answer to prayer. Amen. But 
we do have people outside of Hollywood who are making product. They're not nearly as powerful yet. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I forgot to mention Silicon Valley. They're also controlled yes. by the left. So the Internet's controlled by the left. But we're able to function in a sort of an alternative underground universe. And I think the most, the healthiest alternative uh, film business is the faith-based films. Mm-hmm. And even the executives that I deal with in Hollywood, they are really impressed with the profit margins yes. of these films. Mm-hmm. Of Ke- Kevin Zorbo films, of uh, you know a, n- a number of these films that and they're they're financed and ultimately released with companies that are outside of the typical mm-hmm. Hollywood infrastructure, independent. Oh, okay. Film companies. So, do you function in that world uh, of uh, the financing part, or do you just, as an attorney, do you just draw up the the paperwork? I do um, negotiation, and I do. Uh, you know, examine paperwork and oh. that sort of thing oh. and, and do do transactions for um, individual talent that are yeah. in both, You're both right. the secular, You're secular in a key, world. You're in a key spot. Yeah, but we're up against a break. Now, tell folks real quick how, because uh, I find this music aspect of what you do fascinating. So please tell folks real quick how they can get you and your oh, music. Sure. Uh, so this this Christmas album, which, by the way, part of the proceeds goes to Samaritan's Purse, Franklin Graham's wonderful organization. It's called Where Christmas Lives, and the artist is J.D. Symphony. I'm the vocalist on this thing, but, and, uh, I, you know, it's kind of gospel-y, and it's kind of influenced by the work I did with, with I worked with the Temptations, Natalie Cole, people oh, like that. Okay. Well, you got one but, sale because I'm going to buy it. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it, but in any case, it's up. It's on YouTube, Spotify, okay. iTunes, Amazon, Great. Google Play, all that. Thank you, James. God bless you, Thank brother. Thank you, Hatchet Man. God oh, bless you, brother. All right. Bye now. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick break and then the top of the hour news. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's... Well, (laughs) I'm almost rolling into what I say on my program, the big America's Big Dog radio program, the really real deal. uh, But actually, folks... uh, the big dog pro. Well, I, the Lee brothers, they're the big dog on Fridays, okay? I'll, I'll be the big dog on Saturdays. You can catch my program tomorrow, but today uh, I almost forgot. This, I am sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee, <laughs> the Lee brothers. Uh, we'd love to hear from you out there. 804-454-1366 is the number. 804-454-1366. And uh, we have about 10 minutes before our next guest, uh, which our next guest... Yes, is actually my daughter who has written her very first book, and uh, she's just back from the Miami Book Fair uh, where she was out there discussing her book, and uh, she will share that uh, with you all. And the title of the book is One Nation. You're going to want to stick around for that. And uh, it's kind of a futuristic, uh, dystopian world where one world government has been implemented. These dastardly uh, Democrats and the George Soros types 
in 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 my daughter's book, One Nation, they have succeeded. Uh, they have their one world government. And there are people who are uh, freedom fighters who have not given up. And there's a romance angle. So for the ladies, the heroine uh, and the hero, you know, they not only uh, kick butt, they uh, have chemistry, if you uh, get my drift. <laughs> anyway, uh, looking forward to that at, at 515. But for right now, 804-454-1366 is the number. Uh, a lot we can talk about, uh, you know, the Thanksgiving holidays, the Christmas season being uh, coming up next. And uh, I, I just I love this time of year. Uh, you know, so much to be thankful for. Uh, health, friends, a wonderful wife, wonderful children, uh, five wonderful grandchildren, uh, more more friends. I mean, talk about the 23rd Psalm. My, my cup truly does runneth over. And, you know, and my prayer is uh, just like David wrote that I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Um, I mean, even another part of the 23rd Psalm that I love is uh, thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. And, um, you know, that's my man, Trump. Okay, (laughs) the table is prepared and his enemies are everywhere. And, you know, the funny thing, folks, we act like this is all new. I mean, this stuff is right there in our Bible. And uh, speaking of Bibles, we I have, you know, the wonderful folks at Zondervan. They, uh, you know, you want to give a a really nice uh, Christmas gift, you know, go to Zondervan.com and their their website, and they have a children's section, all types of Bibles for children. And uh, Mrs. Hatchett and I, we have literally boxes of these, and uh, we'll be giving them away uh, at our fundraiser, okay? And this will be... uh, what is it? December fifteenth, uh, two Saturdays out. Okay, and uh, and of course you who are longtime listeners to this station, you know that the Hatchet Man is on every Saturday morning, ten to noon, and every Sunday morning, uh, nine to noon. Okay, uh, but starting in January, we're going to go uh, to the uh, current Michael Savage slot. Monday through Thursday. Now, in this time slot we're in right now, the Lee brothers will still be here, okay? But Monday through Thursday, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, will be slinging the hatchet of truth. Uh, Monday through Thursday from 4 to 6. We will still have Michael Savage uh, from 3 to 4, okay? But uh, Michael Savage is going uh, down uh, nationwide from three hours to one hour, Okay, so but anyway, at this uh, fundraiser, and again, the number uh, I think we had uh, someone tried to call and and there was some sort of um, the call didn't go through. So feel free to call back 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. Anyway, this fundraiser, I'm founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc. And the, the First Amendment, Inc., pays for our broadcast time, which is uh, going to really, really increase exponentially uh, in the in the coming year, uh, not only in the uh, Central Virginia market, but there are a few other markets we're looking at uh, entering into uh, in the uh, Michael Sa- in what is currently the Michael Savage slot. okay? So for some strange reason, um, 
we we don't have a lot of advertisers. <laughs> okay, so um, hey, you 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 guys try to figure that one out. But um, you know, we we try to bring truth. Uh, we try to bring truth in a way that is very very relevant. Uh, in a way that uh, speaks to real issues. Uh, we don't screen calls. Anyone is welcome to comment. Uh, I only ask you to pack your lunch if you want to call. Uh, you know, might might be a long day, okay? And uh, you, you might want that lunch to be steak and onions or a thick burger. Uh, not, I would not uh, eat celery and tofu if I were you before calling up the hatchet man, okay? <laughs> that might not work out too well. But, uh, but anyway... We um, and again the number is eight zero four four five four one three six six. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. But now back to this uh, fundraiser that we're having, and so like a lot of uh, Christian oriented uh, radio and uh, television uh, throughout the nation, a lot of it the uh, the costs that are born to bring that to an audience. Quite often people will ask for donations uh, to be able to pay those costs. And so I'm, I'm sort of in that boat uh, as well. And uh, now we welcome uh, businesses, uh, but my, my, best guest, my best guess is that uh, because I deal in controversial topics, uh, folks don't want to have uh, lawsuits launched against them because of something the hatchet man said or a position that the hatchet man has taken. And, and then, you know, that's very unfortunate because as founder and president of the First Amendment, Inc., you know, I champion everyone's right to express themselves. And I'm very, very willing and, and very, very capable of articulating in uh, what's called the uh, competitive marketplace of ideas. But now, unfortunately, many people on the other side, they seek to shut down the the the, uh, the competitive marketplace of ideas and they want to monopolize this marketplace of ideas and so only their ideas get heard because they have no answer for the hatchet man they have no answer for truth they have no answer for the bible they they have no answer for the constitution they have no answer for true conservative values there's they have no answer for consistency and application of law they you know all these people have to sell is, uh, hey, you need to hate these people, these Christians and these conservatives and these constitutionalists and certainly these capitalists. You need to hate these people because they hate brown people. They hate women. They hate children. They hate clean air. They hate clean water. And so the, they spew these lies. And, of course, these lies cannot stand if there is a, 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 a Christian conservative warrior who is willing to articulate truth. These lies, they fall like a house of cards. And so their only answer is to shut down debate. That's all they have is to shut it down. And so they've succeeded in doing this in academia. They've succeeded in doing this in Hollywood. They've succeeded in doing this with Google and Facebook, okay? The one place they have not succeeded in doing this is talk radio, okay? They have, they want, they wish they could take over talk radio, but they can't, okay? And so this is the one place where your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, is free to articulate, and it is the one place where you are free 
to listen and to learn. And so uh, we would appreciate your support. And uh, our fundraiser is at the uh, at our offices at the Virginia Christian Alliance Building at 8659 Staples Mill Road. 8659 Staples Mill Road, uh, the same address where uh, our many uh, friends who donate to us, that's where they uh, send their checks made out to the First Amendment, Inc., uh, and that's uh, 8659 Staples Mill Road, Richmond, Virginia, 23228. So we will be there um, as of yet. I'm not sure if we're going to broadcast here in the studio and then I will rush over there, or we, we we're working on broadcasting live from the event, okay? So uh, folks will be able to actually uh, see the show being done and participate and actually be interviewed, okay, live on the air. Uh, And that is uh, from 10 a.m. to noon on the air and then for two more hours, so a total of 10 to 2. And again, that is Saturday, uh, two Saturdays out, Saturday, December 15th, or three Saturdays out. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, We will have, uh, for an encore visit to The Really Real Deal, my sweet daughter, Fatima, to discuss her first book, One Nation. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here as I sit in for the Lee brothers, Scott and Richard Lee. And uh, hey, sit back and enjoy the ride. Uh, So happy and blessed to have my wonderful daughter, Fatima, uh, Fatima Evans, uh, sharing her uh, first book, uh, Encore Interview. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm excellent. How are you? I am very, very well. I guess I should be more professional rather than uh, father daughter. This should, you you think this should be uh, interviewer interviewee or is it okay to be uh, daddy? <laughs> <laughs> You'd always be my dad. I wouldn't have him the other way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, um, you know, for those that um, you know, we've talked about your book a couple of times, One Nation, and I actually gave a little bit about the book. Uh, uh, prior to you coming on, but share with the audience a little bit about the book, and then maybe we can talk about your experiences at the Miami Book Fair. Okay, so um, you just need a quick summary? Or? Yes, yes, just whatever you want uh, in your own words about your, your book, uh, One Nation. Okay, well, One Nation is, um, from what I recently learned at the book fair, so they call it Megan Hobble. <laughs> they call it uh, what? I had, um, she's an experienced author for like 20 years, and she said that because of the word count, I have written a mega novel. Oh, a mega um, novel. Wow. Yeah, interesting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And Um, I I remember you used to read mega novels. I was always so impressed with your ability to just inhale books when you were a little girl. Oh, yeah. You know, I remember those books. I remember you had Shakespeare. Um, the Bronte Sisters collections. I used to love reading those books. Yeah, yeah. Always made sure there were plenty of books around, and uh, and you it just you would just inhale them. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and now you've written one. I mean, as a dad, I am so proud and so impressed. Thank you, thank you. 
So um, One Nation is about a dystopian society. So it's placed way in the future. The year hasn't actually been announced in the book because I just want to leave it kind of vague. Um, and so there's this one world government, international law. There's one language, one culture, one currency. And essentially everything is almost everything that's decided for, for all the citizens. Mm. Um, you get a few choice here and there to keep the populace content. But um, other than that, there's there's no music, you know. There's there's no gatherings. There's no religion. At least you know not out loud. Um, and so, in this, our main character, her name is Memra. She's a nurse, and we find out that she has the ability to heal. She's always had it. She just never knew what it was. To her, it's normal. And uh, she stays herself, so she doesn't really converse with a lot of people. But the more she brings herself out there, she starts to get some friends, a love interest, and uh, she discovers she has the ability to heal when she helps mm-hmm. people. And a and love in interest. So, yeah, so this is kind of like a romance novel too, huh? Yes, yeah, so yeah. several aspects. You have the political aspect, the sci-fi aspect with the healing, and then, of course, there's the romance aspect, which is a huge hit at the book fair. Yeah, I re- <laughs> you told me, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then you know, and one thing you were saying uh, about the uh, your experiences in Miami was that young people gravitate towards the romance angle, and then you know people my age gravitate towards the political angle. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So now, obviously, the political angle is here. We are with uh, we have President Trump who declares himself a nationalist in the in that he wants to be. Uh, president of and enforce borders for one nation, and you had the, our previous president who seemed to want to be president of the world, i.e., one nation, one world government. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really mention who the leaders are. So okay. So in this in this particular novel, you have what you call the leaders. They're the governing faction. They're placed mm-hmm. all over the world. Um, and essentially, mm-hmm. um, after a certain amount of time, they rotate from country to country. Right, right. Since there's just, you know, there's one language, one country, everything is the same. Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. So they rotate, and that's they, supposed to keep people from having pride in their country. Right, right. Um, we discuss it later in the second book, but oh, okay. just to kind now, of bring out why I don't really... Now, I need you to hold that thought there so we can take a quick break. Oh, you, okay? okay? All right. Sure. Well, all right, folks. This is your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee with Fatima Evans discussing her very first book, One Nation. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee uh, with my very, very special guest, uh, my daughter, Fatima Evans, uh, discussing her first book, One Nation. And uh, so now, Fatima, we have about two minutes before the bottom of the hour news break, so we have to kind of wrap that description up. And so you can tell folks how they can make this their number one Christmas present to their family and friends. Oh, sure. Um, so just finishing with the description, we find out that her ability to heal kind of hinders the government's plot, which is essentially they're implanting mind control devices in its citizens at birth. Um, and her ability to heal disconnects them from that. 
Oh. So that kind of wraps it up in a nutshell. Cool. <laughs> uh, like an automatic uh, blue pill, red pill. And so the government gives you a blue pill, your lead character gives them a red pill, sort of, sort of speaking. Yes. Oh, okay. So she meets a few people, her friends, and they all make that decision wow. to disconnect. Uh, with her, it, it it reads like a movie. So I, I hope it makes it to the silver screen one day. And uh, so now, how do folks get uh, copies of your book? And can they get like autographed copies? And uh, yeah, all all of that. T- t- okay, so I have a website, and it is www.onenationthebooks with an s dot com. And One Nation, it's all spelled out. Um, and from that website, you'll have access to all of the ebook links. There's also a sample of the book, so you can read the first, the presses and the first two chapters online. Um, let's see, ebook is available through Amazon Kindle, um, Barnes and Noble, Nook, Kobo. Uh, if you're local, if you have Kobo, then uh, you can support the Fountain Bookstore in Richmond. Oh, okay. Well, great. Great. And we're going to put it back up at our website uh, also, Fatima. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And listen, you hug those grandbabies for Grandpa Hatchet, okay? I will. (laughs) All right, sweetheart. Bye now. Bye-bye. Well, all right, folks. We're going to take our bottom of the hour news break. And when we come back, we'll take your calls, 804-454-1366. to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. Final 30 minutes of today's program as I sit in for the Brothers Lee as we listen to a little bit of uh, I don't know which song that is from Peanuts, but I I do recognize it and uh, you know, one of my favorites and uh, hey, I love this time of year and uh, cannot wait to have the grandchildren over and we watch uh, the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas uh, sit in front of the fireplace and uh, and just have a ball. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Yes, yes, yes. That's what Christmas is all about. And uh, hey, the number here, if you would like to call in uh, our final 30, well, f- now final 25 minutes of today's program, 804 454 1366 804-454-1366. And I see we even have folks uh, viewing on Facebook uh, from all over the country, Indiana. Uh, let me pull up some of these others. Well, just trust me, there's, there, are, there are folks viewing. I, I don't do um, the, the, the hand uh, and the voice uh, simultaneously too well. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm um, I'm revealing my age a little bit. I'm kind of an old school guy, uh, but anyway, uh, Thanksgiving weekend a lot to be thankful for. Also, a lot to talk about. Uh, we've had some great guests, and uh, would love to chat with you about what's been going on in your world. And of course, uh, you know there are so many people in um, the Central Virginia area. Well, not just Virginia, but I mean, I, I would guess there are people that are a bit disappointed with the the way things turned out in uh, quite a few places uh, around the nation. And on both sides, you know, of course, the Democrats are disappointed that they could not steal 
uh, Florida that they could not steal Georgia, uh, although they attempted, okay? And then there are some places where they succeeded in stealing, and, and of course, in those places— um, you know the uh, the Republicans are disappointed, and and in some places I would guess they did not steal; they won legitimately, okay. And uh, and so because uh, the voters said, "Give us Barabbas," okay. And so again, nothing new under the sun. You know, nothing new at all. Uh, our big brother, Jesus Christ, uh, prior to being crucified, there was an election, okay. Uh, the uh, it was said we find no fault in this man, and of course the uh, religious authorities uh, wanted Jesus to be uh, executed uh, via crucifixion. And uh, being that it was uh, the Passover, the tradition was that there would be one prisoner that would be released, and the crowd was given the option to vote uh, who was to be released. And uh, and so so they said, give us Barabbas, and you know, and the option was given to them: do we, do we give you uh, Jesus to be released, or do we give you Barabbas to be released? And uh, they made their choice. And so, and that might seem harsh, and I I think there are probably some Democrats that would take exception with the Hatchet Man uh, portraying it that way, but. If we were to do an honest analysis and take away the name Democrat and Republican, okay, take away the name of the individual person on any particular individual ballot in whatever state you may live in, okay, whether it's a Beto, you know, an Irish guy with a Hispanic nickname, uh, up against a genuine Hispanic Ted Cruz. <laughs> I mean, you, folks, it's like you'd need a Hollywood screenwriter to make some of this stuff up. And it's just, but this is real, okay? <laughs> this is this is real, okay? The brazenness of these people. And they just, and they, of course, they're never going to get called on it because the uh, the enemy has taken over all the major forms of communication except the one uh, on which you are listening to me, which is talk radio. This is the only this is the only major communication form that Christian conservatives uh, control, okay? And we don't control it because we financially control the networks. We control it because Talk radio is a very intimate, immediate medium of communications. For example, I have no notes in front of me. And folks, you who are watching on the hatchet cam, okay, you can see I'm standing behind the microphone. There's no teleprompter. There are no notes, okay? It's just me and you. Okay, and uh, we we are having a conversation. And uh, matter of fact, if you'd like to participate in the conversation, it's 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And so this, uh, you know, there's no preparation to um, be slick or to use trickery, you know, Whereas the, the mediums that the left-wingers control, which I call the coalition of evil, there there's infrastructure, there's preparation, there's, you know, there's all kinds of support. This would be, you know, a, a television program, a movie. This would be academia, okay? So these forms of communication, they require a great deal of pre-planning, 
okay? And so you can plan out the lie. You can plan out the trickery. And, you, you know, and, and in particularly with the university system, they have a feeder system, you know, middle school, high school. You know, they've prepped, they've prepped these kids to be the, you know, the uncritical recipient of this tripe once they get to college. And again, the, the only exception to that would be the hard sciences, okay? If you're studying, you know, engineering, biology, you used to be able to say medicine, okay? You can't even say medicine anymore, although the biological part of medicine, that's true. That science is what it is, okay? But that part of medicine that deals with public policy and who's going to control the paying for medicine, that portion, again, you're not going to be even taught truth. You, you're going to be taught that there are these nice uh, people who mean well, uh, and primarily they're Democrats, and then there's these mean people that hate everyone and want people to die, and those are Republicans. And if there is a case to be made, I mean, and again, we can go down the list of types of communications, and, and it lines up pretty much the same, okay? You would not have, on the one hand, uh, say the Christian Conservative Coalition, uh, which they l look at the things they support, life in the womb. They support the police over the criminal. They support the American citizen over the illegal uh, invader. Uh, you, you just go down. They support the business owner over the grifter. Okay, then the business owner, that's not supporting rich people. So I know someone out there in the sound of my voice will be saying, hey, we got you there, hatchet man. That's, you know, that's a gr evil, greedy businessman. No, that is a provider of jobs, goods and services. That is a guy who takes his money, money that he or she has already earned, they put that money on the line with an idea that they have that they can serve you, the customer. They can serve you better, okay, uh, for less money and in a more convenient way. They put money, money that they've already earned or money that they've put their credit on the line and they've went out and borrowed. And they're making a bet that you're going to like it, that you're going to use your free will to to do business with them, and they're going to earn a thing called profit, okay? Which, if they earn just 10%, that's a, a dime for every dollar invested. If they earn just 10%, that's considered a fantastic success, okay? But most businesses lose money in the first five years of operation, okay? So, you know, these, these, these are not evil, greedy capitalists. These are people that are willing to take their money and put their signature on the front of the paycheck so that you, the employee, can put your signature on the back of the paycheck and you can take that check home to mama, okay? And uh, or just, you know, take it home. Maybe, you know, I've got I've got to get rid of some of this language I use. <laughs> Times have changed. And uh, but anyway, so you 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 look at how this lines up all across the board. You have these two sides and there's not a whole lot of crossover. OK. And so 
if you take away, strip away Republican, Democrat, conservative, neoliberal, and just deal with issues, and you ask yourself, do you support the police? Do you want to have a nation with a border? Do you want to have, as a parent, control over what your child is taught in school? Do you want to support our military? Do you want the president to be the president of the United States of America or president of the world? So if you make it about what you want, you might just find that you are a conservative just like me. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Virginia, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, as we listen to a little bit of Dean Martin there, old Dino, with his version of Silent Night, Holy Night, uh, sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee, uh, always an honor, a privilege, and a pleasure to do so. Uh, love uh, uh, coming before you, uh, the audience, and uh, looking very much forward to uh, beginning January 1. I will be in this very same time slot, uh, Monday through Thursday, taking the place of uh, Michael Savage, who is going to go from uh, three hours nationwide down to one hour uh, per day uh, nationwide. And now the Brothers Lee will still be in this uh, time slot from 3 to 6 p.m. every Friday, okay? But your friendly neighborhood hatchet man will follow uh, Michael Savage. He will, he will, his one hour will continue to be broadcast uh, here on uh, WNTW. And I guess, can I say the big dog for talk in the Central Virginia <laughs> region? Because I think WNTW really is the big dog uh, for talk. And I... <coughs> Yeah, all right. You tell him, Maximus. <laughs> yeah, Maximus the Hatchet Hound, he's here in the house with me. <laughs> and, uh, but um, I think um, top to bottom, the, uh, the, the lineup that you get at WNTW is, uh, I think it's awesome now. You know, to be fair to uh, our competitors in the uh, Virginia market, I'm not going to call them by name, but, you know, they have the big kahuna. They have Rush Limbaugh over there uh, from 12 to noon. But other than that, I mean, if you take Rush out of the mix, my goodness, um, you know, top to bottom. And I will get to uh, go head to head with their uh, local afternoon guy, okay? And so I'm looking very much forward to that, okay? So, um we are we're having uh, again we're having a fundraiser uh that uh that sort of makes it all possible folks because there's an old wise saying that freedom is not free and uh this particular 
uh, program that I do, the really real deal with Brother Craig, uh, the hatchet man. You know, we're continuing to seek out sponsors, but, uh, you know, for whatever reason, uh, you know, the business community, uh, they find us a little bit too hot to handle. And uh, you never know, uh, there may be a brave business owner out there that will uh, buck that trend and uh, and they will, you know, say, hey, you know, the hatchet man, uh, folks love him. He's popular. Uh, you know, I throw the challenge out there and uh, no one seems to uh, be able to m- meet the challenge and, and to say, well, hatchet man, no, you're not right. And, uh, uh, hey, the, the challenge is always there. And, um you know, we don't screen calls. We take all calls. The number is 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. And anyway, uh, we're, we're on for the rest of this year in our regular time slot, which is Saturday morning, 10 to noon, Sunday morning, 9 to noon. And uh, beginning in the new year, uh, Monday through Thursday, 4 to 6 PM and uh, I invite you to check out our website, thereallyrealdeal.com, and feel free to sign up for the newsletter. Um, we post uh, all of our interviews, our, 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 our radio programs. It's, it's a, there's an archive there, okay? Uh, the television programs that I've done over the years, which we just recently did our eighth and final season of doing the uh, television version of The Really Real Deal. Uh, But uh, not all of them are up, but many of them are up uh, at the website. And uh, many of the uh, world-class guests that we've been blessed, honored, and privileged to interview uh, right here, uh, these people are right there uh, at our website, thereallyrealdeal.com. But it does not happen. It it cannot happen uh, just like anything else. It it cannot happen without... uh, you know, paying the electric bill, paying uh, for the real estate, paying for the equipment, paying for the great uh, folks. I mean, Mark is a really, really great um, uh, board operator. Uh, man, I'm telling you, anything I say, he can go and pull a, a sound effect up. <laughs> to, and quite often, I don't even have to ask. Uh, he's just on top of it. But, I meant you, my dear Watson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark is on it. He's really on the ball uh, as a um, as a radio producer. So, but anyway, even um, you know our general manager Asher, he's done a great uh, job. Uh, new studio, uh, just a lot of wonderful things uh, uh, have been happening uh, at WNTW. So we're looking forward to that January first. And when I get more news on how many other signals, I think we're going to be on a total of five signals. But until I get the official word, I'm going to withhold uh, sharing that portion of the, in, the information with you. But anyway, we're going to take our final break of the day, uh, and we'll be right back again. Brother Craig the Hatchet Man sitting in for Scott and Richard Lee. 
Well, folks, it's been really, really great being here. And, um, hey, looking forward to seeing you again tomorrow morning. I want to say thank you to Scott and Richard Lee for giving me the opportunity to sit in for them again. It's always a, pr- a pleasure and an honor and a privilege to do so. Uh, you all drive safe. Enjoy the rest of your uh, Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Uh, I pray that you and yours are well. And, uh, hey, and if you happen to be able to check us out tomorrow morning, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, will be right back here in the uh, 820 a.m. Uh, studio, 10 o'clock to noon, and uh, Sunday, 9 to noon. So we're going to sign off now, and we're going to see you guys. Uh, well, hey, I guess I will see you guys tomorrow morning. Uh, God bless you. People call me Spock for a reason. How humiliating. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on shame on you. It fooled me, we can't get fooled again. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.